Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back. We're black, like the Oscars and brown. Oscars <laughs> so brown. I know. Is that a hashtag yet? No, no, I did see someone write like Oscars so black, but I say brown. Well, yeah, brown. Because, oh my gosh, so many amazing awards. First of all, Regina King. Okay, yes. come through Brenda227. What you know about it? She has owned the red carpet and the award season for, I feel like, the past two, three seasons. Like, she's having yeah. a moment, like, capital M. Yes. Love her. And a long time coming. Do you know 227, Mandy? Because you didn't say anything. I'm like, let me see if your brown card is going to be revoked. It's revoked. I don't know what that is. Ah, Mandy. My heart. Okay. Is it revoked because I'm young or revoked because I'm, that's, like, the white part of me who watched Saved by no. the Bell instead of whatever that show is? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I know I want to say so. To be fair, it is like it's it's not. I mean, definitely it's you know brown and black. But um, to be fair, you were like I don't even know. You might have been like two. So to be fair, I'm gonna allow you to keep your card. Let's be it fair. Yeah. So it, because it was, I definitely watched it as like a super little kid. So when you get a chance, so do your googles on two two seven because that's when I was introduced to um to Regina King. She was Brenda, a teenager on this um. On the show, I believe 227 was a spinoff of Amen. I know some of you guys are gagging, those of you in your people of a certain age. Um, so, yeah, do your Googles. It was just a great little show. Molly. Is that a- Molly wants to be on the podcast. Oh, well, our third co-host is Molly yes, Santos. Yes, do tell. Who got a dog? Yeah, I got a dog. We just got a brand new dog this past weekend. Sorry, I had to mute myself for a second so I could calm her down. She's a little skittish. She's a rescue dog and she's been through it. Okay. It was uh, the fight of the century, I have to say, to get this dog. But I wanted it. I've been asking for it for years and I won. Oh, well, she looks so cute. I saw it on IG. I was like, oh, look at Molly. Do you know what kind of mix she is or... Yeah, she's, um, it was such a funny story because my friend, she's a lab mixed with probably a Boston Terrier, we think. She's like a miniature Labrador. Um, She's small. She's perfect. I say it. She's like snuggling up and (laughs) wanting food. Yeah, so I mean, I grew up with dogs, so I always wanted a dog. My husband did not and didn't understand why I was so obsessed with it. But I'm like, you get a house, I get a dog. (laughs) You are super suburban now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my friend Laura was fostering the dog in Manhattan um, through this rescue in Brooklyn called Muddy Paws. And she just posted a picture on Instagram. And I just looked at her and I said, "I, I want that dog. That's my dog. Um, oh. But then the universe said, no, no, it's not because <laughs> there was like 10 people in line in front of me 
um, with appointments to meet this dog. Because in Manhattan, of course, it's like any great real estate, dog real estate's also really hard to come by. Really? Yes. So you're like to find a dog who has a good temperament, you know, good with kids, good with people, really sweet. You know, it's hard because, you know, a lot of what's in, in shelters are, you know, the less desirable dogs, you know, um. sad, sad to say, but senior dogs, dogs who have bad reputations, um, you know, whether they're earned or not. So when I saw, you know, the dog, anyway, I, I, I got my hopes up and then they were dashed because I had all these people in front of me. And then they even told me to come out to like Union Square where they have that they roll out this truck with the dogs in it. And you can come and see the dogs and maybe take one. And I, I went out on a limb and I showed up at that event and I waited like in the freezing cold for an hour and a half for her. And this little volunteer said, oh, I'm so sorry. She was just adopted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I had my husband drive all the way down to come meet her. And he had, you know, finally, you know, agreed to get a dog and he came down and we had to turn right back around and go home. But 20 minutes into the ride, I got a call from my friend and she said, the people who just adopted her changed their minds. Can you come back? And <gasps> yes, I know. It's like a, it's a really good rom-com except, for, <laughs> except for it's a dog. Yeah. So I went back and then I – it was a lot of – these adoption agencies, man, they really like – they're just – I don't know. I guess it's all in good intent how, mm-hmm. you know, weirdly rigid they are. Um, but I filled out the application, got my little interview done, and she was mine. Went home with Yay. her like that night. Oh, Molly. Yeah. Dog. I didn't I didn't grow up I had a cat, but I didn't grow up with dogs. You know, immigrant families typically are not big on pets. Even my cat, my dad's like, so she's gonna sleep in the garage, right? I'm like, in the winter <laughs> in New Jersey? I'm like, no. He's like, Yeah, she is. What? My dad would go in the house and I'm like, Come on inside, Cinder. You're sleeping with me, buddy. Um, so yeah, like uh animals. I mean, I always wanted a dog, but my dad's like, You can barely clean your room. You're not walking this dog, so you can get a cat or a fish. <laughs> so get like, a dog. She's the best. She's so sweet and she's so comforting and cute and it just distracts you from everything that's going made, might have gone wrong in your day. You just can't think about it cuz you have to come home and walk the dog and cuddle Aww. the dog and and fill her toy with peanut butter and you know, is she what does her poop look like? That's what I <laughs> concern myself with. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Molly, hope to meet you one day. Yeah, well, well, you know, she'll be an Instagram celebrity soon. <laughs> so check her out on the gram but yeah, the, back to the oscars though because there were some moments that happened so spike lee finally yes! winning spike lee winning jumping into samuel L. jackson's arms which was like yes. really adorable and, and beautiful but then apparently he like threatened to he almost walked out of the theater when green book won um best picture yeah. i don't think it was televised but then i read about it so i haven't seen the movie um, almost because I'm just already annoyed at all the controversy, like every movie is like, you know, whatever it, it handles race, isn't handling it the right way, according to everybody. Well, I guess the problem with Green Book is that, um, so, so for those who don't know, the, literally like aside from the movie, the Green Book was literally this book that were, that was for black motorists that were traveling around the United States of safe places that you could go and eat and sleep and and go because it was really dangerous to to travel. Um, I mean, it's dangerous now, but even more so um, in like the 50s and 60s. Um, and so they created this book to say it's safe to eat here. It's safe to park here. It's safe to sleep here. So that's what the Green Book was. And from what I understand from the clips that I've seen about the Green Book, the movie, it is very much the white savior syndrome. Remember, um, remember, um, 
The Last Samurai. Did you ever see that with um with Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise, yeah. So yeah. great, great movie. I was like, oh, this is great until you realize, like, oh, so Tom Cruise, the white guy, is the last samurai that saves all these poor Japanese people who cannot possibly defend themselves. Oh, I get it. And so Green Book feels very much like that. That instead of making it about this historic book that really helped a motorist of color to be able to experience travel in the United States. It was more so about Viggo Mor- Morganson, I think his name is, being the white savior to um, Mahershala Ali. And it's like, here we go. Well, you it, know, that, go ahead. It's just funny you bring that up because like in the acceptance speech, all it was all white guys speaking and they even like made Vigo the white savior of the yes. movie. Like without yep. Vigo, this movie wouldn't have gotten made. Like, yeah. And I hadn't seen it, so I just don't know how to feel. But the, the the optics of like the white director, the white whoever they were, you know, being the ones accepting the awards and speaking on it, um, made did make me feel a certain kind of way. Because um, you're writing about a, a historic black experience without anyone on stage being from that culture to be able to say, well, actually, you know what I mean. Um, Octavia and- Mahershala seemed to stand by it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not like I said. I, I to be all the way honest, I have not watched the movie, so I can't even say it's terrible. This is just from like the feedback that I've seen from people who have watched it. Especially, there's a lot of feedback from people who are in the travel industry, um, where you know, like this is what they do, this is what they study, and their disappointment with the way um, Green Book was portrayed and written. I see. Well, at least this year you can at least at least this year it wasn't like Green Book was the only film with the cast with people of color. Like there was so yep. there was so much to comfort ourselves with, like Black Panther, Ruth E. Carter, the costume yes! designer, winning. Um, oh my God! I now I'm blinking on everything else that happened. Mahersha Ali, okay, he did win for mm-hmm. for Green Book. Um, I know Black Panther. Regina won, King, yep, of course, Regina King, Black Panther. But even like the presenters, it felt like the Oscars freshened even just who was pre- like they had Queen Latifah. What did she introduce? Now I forget. Um, I didn't see that part. I think she introduced the favorite, but Queen Latifah was there as a presenter. She had Jennifer Lopez as a presenter. Constance Wu, who was big with like Crazy Rich yes! Asians. I love that movie. And then um, yeah. who's um, who's a young man? I always forget his name. The one who who played Freddie Mercury in um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, Mr. Big Eyes. Yeah. Rami, <laughs> Rami, Rami Malik. He's creepy yeah. looking. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. No, but a, honestly, I, I see I why he's famous, on, but like, mm. I was in, um, I was uh, on a flight back from California and I watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody. It was really, I mean, I, I, I get it. A lot of people were like, they really glossed over the, um, the queer part of, of um, Freddie Mercury and made it very, very PG. I mean, yeah. all that set aside, like, you know, I guess it's the same thing how I could see how the queer audience would feel about that the way, you know, black audiences would feel about um, Green Book. But to me, his portrayal of um, Freddie Mercury um, was so amazing. Like, you, they actually have these videos where they have side by side, like you know, of Live Aid, where you see um, Rami performing and you see Freddie Mercury and you're like, wow, it's uncanny how he mimicked his... Um, his movements and the way he just showed up on stage. He was honestly, he was really good. Even if people have an um, issue with the movie. I liked, I mean, the movie was fine. I fell asleep halfway through like I do with all biopics, <laughs> but that's just because the fun stuff's at the beginning and at the end. But um, no, I mean, I thought he was really good. 
but I just wouldn't want to run into him in an alley that's dark with those big eyes. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? <laughs> Freddie Mercury yeah. was like my introduction into LGBT queer. Because I remember I was like in high school, maybe I was in middle school when, you know, I think when he, Freddie Mercury died and it was of AIDS and I knew, you know, I knew what AIDS was. And then them, them making this big, I think it was like on MTV news, them making this big thing that he was gay, but I didn't. I didn't, I mean, I knew gay, what gay meant. It's like, oh, a man and man and a woman and a woman. But I didn't really understand. I remember watching his video because they were playing, um, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, one of their most famous songs. And I remember staring at the TV, looking at Freddie Mercury to see if I could see the gay. Because I didn't get, like, I'm like, what is a big deal? You know, as a kid, <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking, like, okay, so how does gay look? Because he just looks like a guy. I, You know, I just remember being so fascinated with like why is this thing called gay such a big deal and this guy just looks like a regular guy why why can't i see what everyone else sees and, and that's I just why re- children should rule the world <laughs> hey, for real? Isn't that crazy? but yeah, yeah so that was i mean oscar so brown black we loved it you know we'll take it we'll take it um but yeah it was a you know it was a i didn't watch the whole show but definitely some of it and i love the fact that shallow um shallows one mm-hmm. in the shallow Yes, I love that song. With um, I, that movie's, I watched the movie three times already. I don't care. It's like my new favorite rom com, even though it's not a comedy. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't watched it, but I love that song. You haven't watched? It's good. Next plane ride, you got to watch it. Next yeah, time that's, like, I, that's where I watch my favorite movies. My, like you know, I get all, I get caught up on my movies. I'm like, ooh, plane ride movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so something special happened yesterday for me. I have to. Oh, you know what? I'll do it as a win. <laughs> okay, as your brown boost. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my brown boots. Yes, I forgot. We don't do it. <laughs> you killed the winds. Uh, okay. What else is happening in life then? Um, Honestly, the house is finally like... Oh, the house. We haven't heard about the house in a minute. I know. I've just been like, whatever, girl. If, you know, everything that could go wrong goes wrong. I ordered some tile from Home Depot. First, Bank of America canceled the order because they're like, this looks like fraud. I'm like, but I called you. I remember the that. The day, yes. And then I ordered it. Finally, thought, thought it was going to come on Friday. Home Depot mixed up my billing and my mailing address. I'm like, I don't live there. So I had to reorder it today. So it'll be in another week. And it's just like little thing. Honestly, it's not the biggest thing in the world. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to have a beautiful home. But it's just those things that because you if you don't put the tile in the kitchen, you can't put the cabinets. If you can't put the cabinets, you can't put the the countertop. So, you know what I mean? It's just like one thing holds up another thing. But we're at least talking about paint, sanding floors, meaning that we're on like the 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 last layer. So I'm, I think really by the end of uh, March, we'll be inside the house. Woo, woo, woo. I cannot wait because it's been a long time coming. It's so funny how like, I know the agony that you're feeling just waiting, but on my end, I'm like, what's she talking about? It's been like, it hasn't been that long. But, like when you're like the one whose house it is, it, yes, yes, it seems like years. <laughs> I mean, those were the yeah. long, I look, I look back now. I'm like, it's only a few months. It's the longest freaking months of my life. Yes. And everything seems like such a, like such a, like my, my contractor was like, Tiffany, you know, you have to order the washer and dryer because we built like a special closet for it. And like, oh, me and Superman were like almost coming to blows. I mean, not really, cause obviously, <laughs> but you know, like, cause you're like, well, I don't, cause he's like, I think we should get the gray one. I'm like, babe, it's, <laughs> the gray one is $300 more. And he's like, yeah, but also, okay, so you don't want style? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what's happening to us? I was like, babe, we're not getting the gray washer and dryer just because it looks more stylish. It's going to be in the closet that no one's going to see except for during the walkthrough, during our one and only um, when we have our, you know, our um, housewarming party. Other than that, it's just us that's going to see this white washer and dryer. Can you imagine, like, this is the talks that we have now. 
about like so I gave yes, him so we I can't imagine in fact yes a very very deeply now we have the gray washer and dryer that was a fight that I lost so good luck to you um good I know the white ones white appliances are cheaper but yes and yet <laughs> yeah good I luck mean, I told so yeah it's so has- nice to look on the other side and hear you talk about that stuff <laughs> well he has one veto car so we had a rule he was like as long as you let me do whatever I want in the man cave in the basement you could do the rest of the house but he does get one like veto like one major veto card so I was like, um, you know, we were talking about like what bed we wanted. And I was like, well, I don't want that. I was like, is this your veto card? He's like, mm, no, I have a feeling that he's going to use his veto card to break my heart. It's going to be something that oh, I really oh. want. <laughs> oh, man. Don't mess around with tile and backsplash. That's very, you need to win on those. No, that one thing for, oddly enough, we are on the same page with tile. I cannot believe it. Like we, we bought all the tile for the house and we have not. It's not been any pushback. It's like, oh, I love that. Me too. So, you know, he's really modern, his aesthetic, and I'm more traditional. But there are places that we kind of meet in the middle. So it hasn't been too, too bad. But um, some stuff I'm just like getting and not saying anything. It'll just show up. Are you staying on budget, though? Let's get let's talk about that. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you're just like, you know what? At this point, as long as we stay, be- I, I'm not as stickler as I was um, where, I mean, we're not as bad. You know, I will say that as far as the actual renovation itself, that is staying fairly on budget. I mean, like, um, we're definitely going to use our, what is that thing called? Like when you have like the overage or whatever. Yeah, it's contingency. We're definitely going to use our contingency. Um, Because there were just some things, and it's not because of like style things. It's like, oh, you know, like we didn't know that pipe burst, that kind of thing. So we'll, we'll, we'll be under, we'll be in budget with the contingency. But now it's more so like the stuff that we want that I'm like, oh, I don't know if we're going to stay on budget with the stuff that we want. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. The furnishings is where we got because everything's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and once you see the way that your curtains look when you buy curtain rings, I cannot tell you. I'm like curtain rings for every window. <laughs> Those things are in like 25 bucks a box, but they make everything look so much better. And the good quality stuff, I mean, I just, the justification in my head was it's not about putting money into the house to get return on investment anymore because that's not something that makes sense or is logical. You can't bank on making money back on your house. For me, it was about investing in personal happiness so that when I came home, it was a good place, a nice place to be. So that is, and then that that was how I wound up going over budget for the, the furnishings, but not too, too over budget. Um, looking back now, I don't know, you should do the same thing, but looking back now, if there is one thing I think I regret spending money on, um, I would say, what can I even say? (laughs) Can I say the HVAC? (laughs) Really? I, my husband will be like, you're an idiot because that was a really good investment, but I haven't, it hasn't been long enough to reap the rewards of that yet. Right now it's just like, we swapped out the oil for pro- for propane, and I get a $500 propane bill once a month now. And I'm like, what in the holy hell? Um, so maybe a better way to do this is like, I regret, I do regret how expensive the propane bill has been. But okay. what, what, maybe what I regret, regret is that we did not spend the money to have um, our living room properly insulated. Because, yeah, because what's happening is that we're having to crank the heat to keep the living room warm when our bedroom is roasting because it was properly insulated. Because everything that like knew that we got done, the contractor did insulate properly. But the existing living room, we didn't think and he didn't think to bring it up and no one else did. And so 
it's going to cost us like a couple thousand dollars to get blow-in yep. insulation. That's what we did. Yeah. So that's smart because um, my husband, we, we did buy like extra insulation from Home Depot and then my husband installed it under the, like in the crawl space in the kitchen, but he couldn't do what he couldn't do. Um, so where he put insulation, it's already made a difference, but unfortunately our living room is still like an ice box. And that's a very roundabout way of saying insulation is where the real money saving starts. So spend the money on insulation if you can. And so I, that's one of the things that it, it took us. So because the house was built in 1920, um, they were like, what's insulation? So the whole, yeah. like, <laughs> what did they do? Oh my God. <laughs> they froze. I'm freezing my ass off over here. <laughs> Um, and so thank you for reminding me about the crawl because we do have a crawl space. Oh, I'm going to say crawl space. I'm actually like texting my contractor right now because I'm like, ah, I forgot. Yeah, so, like, crawl space, the-, the attic he did. Yeah, that's how I found those sexy books that our former house owners left in the <laughs> left <laughs> under the house. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was dig- he went under. It's like it's the crawl space under the kitchen and he just stuck yeah, the insulation too, up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and so that's one of the things that like our contractor, Justin, told us he was like, um, you know, like the house, because there's some things that he's doing, like, you know, redoing the bathroom. So of course he's putting insulation, like you said, in those places. But he was like, I really suggest because you could feel that the house was drafty because, you know, it's an older house and there's a lot of the original features. So we paid, it was $4,000. Ooh. Listen, that's what I would be paying in eight months of this damn propane bill. So. And and honestly, that's why I said, I was like, you know what, Tiffany, you'll make this back in a year. Like, Mm -hmm. because when we first got in the house and the heat was on, like we were like, you know, because, you know, of course we do walkthroughs or whatever, and it would be chilly. And now when I go in, Mandy, it's like, and we don't even have all of the, all of the um, radiators like plugged up. It's only two of them in the house right now that are, that are on and the house feels warm. And I'm like, you know what, that's, if there's anything, it's the best $4,000 I've ever spent. Now I, I am, cause my husband did not want the HVAC system. I'm just praying. Cause it was not, it was not cheap. I'm just praying that it worked, that it's worth it because it was really expensive. And I'm like, yikes. I hope that we didn't spend all this money and we don't really need HVAC like that. So we'll see. Well, it'll be worth it if your insulation's right, because then you won't have to use it. But then I'm like, then why did we get it? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, live and learn. We're going to get that blow in insulation, which is what you can do if you don't want to take all your walls down. You can just yeah. like, they poke little holes in the outside of the That's house and did. then blow it in. Yeah. You- you put it yeah. like on the exterior walls. And so it was like, it's weird to see like all the holes like poke, 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 poke. But yeah, it's, it makes a huge difference. Just make sure that whoever does it for you, that you really like pack it in, pack it in, mm-hmm. you know? Cause this, this has been a really cold, it hasn't been a snowy winter, but it's been pretty cold the past couple of months. Um, yeah, man, those bills are no joke. And that's yes. why, you know, and at this point I'm just like fatigued from spending money on the house that I'm just like, can we go yes. on vacation? I don't care about an insulation right now. Just can we go on a vacation? I'm tired of spending money and, you know, I don't know, just on house stuff. So, um, it's a constant, constant battle, but overall happy and you'll be, you'll be there soon. Yeah. I can't wait. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. 
They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now it's time to take questions from all our family. B-R-O-W-N ambition. Ooh, okay. Every once in a while, you know, I, I get the little tone, you know. Okay, Whitney. You know, Whitney from Newark, so, you know, there's a little something there happening. There's a little synergy. Yes. Um, so it is time for questions. Questions. Do we have some really great questions? Super excited. Um, before we start questions, um, next week is our tax episode. And it's going to be awesome. Like, just because we have this awesome guest. Her name is Terry Chantel. She is amazing. She's an expert inside my Literature Academy. But honestly, um, I met her because her tax videos were going viral. Not just in my Dreamcatcher group on Facebook, but just on online because she is smart, she is savvy, and she is brilliant when it comes to taxes. So we're excited to have her on. So if you have questions about your taxes, and you know you do, because you hit me with them, and I'm like, who's a CPA? Not I. I'm the budget nista, not the tax nista. Um, so you can send them in so Terry can answer them at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com and, and click ask us anything is it ask us anything it is ask us anything yep i mean knowing things okay so let's just get these questions popping what do we have in the question box cool so we got a ooh, we got a quite we have a little question from a, a fellow uga grad so hello deja i love that name deja reminds me of the actress from this is us um, oh i like that name too okay deja so fellow georgia bulldog says Uh, My name is Deja, and I'm emailing to ask for help finding a new bank. I'm recently engaged, and my fiancé and I are looking for a bank to start our joint checking and savings accounts. Brave woman. We'd like to bank. We'd like a bank with no fees, has modern technology like online banking, online deposits, and many ATM locations, and could become a borrowing resource when we look to purchase a home. I love the podcast, and go dogs. Yay, Deja. Yeah. So must Ciao. be a, must be a new listener because <laughs> first I was gonna say first of all Deja got her list you know like when you're like this is the kind of man I want to date you're like girl good luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go ahead, this, don't these things exist luckily well here's the thing so online if you want like modern technology and no fees online banks are the way to go. Um, when you get an online bank, you're, you're banking with with an institution that doesn't need to spend a lot of money on people and like locations like light bills and and electricity for brick and mortar locations. So they're able to actually pass all that savings on to customers. And they typically have typically not always have higher rates on their savings accounts, which is great if you're looking to save with your fiance for your wedding or for your future house. Um, they also offer higher rates a lot time a lot of times on CDs, and because they're online only, they kind of have to have an awesome website and an awesome app. Otherwise, people wouldn't bank with them. 
What they don't always have is a lot of ATM locations. Um, yep. But some, some, some banks make up for it in a couple of ways. Either they tap into all point, um, like these, uh, all point is one of the ATM networks that's like 30,000 ATMs. They're like the ones you see at drugstores and sometimes bodegas or convenience stores. Um, and they'll tap into that network and say, as long as you use one of these all point ATMs, then there's no fee. And other, otherwise they may offer to reimburse you. If you do use an ATM and you get charged that like $2 or $3 fee, they may offer to reimburse you, you know, $15 a month or $10 a month. Um, to take that sting out of it. So I'd recommend an online bank. And there's actually, you know, I used to have a favorite. I mean, I still do. I bank with Ally personally. Me too. We're both, we're both fans of Ally and I got my mortgage through them. So they're awesome. And they're not a sponsor, you know, I'm not just as free advertising for Ally. However, they have some competition. There are a lot of new online yes. banks out there. So I'll drop a link to our, we update our monthly roundup of best online bank accounts. Um, best online savings accounts every month. So it's always popping with like new accounts. And there's a new account now called Vero Bank, which is brand new, and they're offering really competitive rates. There's Simple, that's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. um, they're a new bank. Marcus, um, we have Marcus by Goldman Sachs. They offer personal loans and also, I believe, a deposit account product. SoFi even has yep. um, a checking account now. There's There's tons out there. So even Acorns, I think, is getting in the game. And, you know, Acorns was typically like a um, an investment, like kind of like online product. But I heard that they're getting like a regular bank account, too. Yeah, tons of options. So there's no excuse to to not have a good a good bank with great rates and low fees. So good luck, Deja. Yes. And I can, honestly, I like a bank mix. I'm not going to lie. I like the big bank for like, you know, because I do travel a lot. So meaning like, you know, the traditional big old banks. Um, those we will not name because they're mostly terrible, but still, I mean, I, I need to be able to have access. And I also like to have my online bank ally who I love. Hey, boo, what's your purple self? And then I do have a relationship with a credit union, um, where I might just have a little bit of like savings there. So that way I can potentially look into, um, competitive borrowing rates. So I like a three bank mix credit union, traditional big bank, where I have my checking and then I keep my savings at my online only bank. So don't be afraid to have a little bit of a mix if, if you know if you're if you're open to that as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't used a credit union in a while ever since George Telco Credit Union screwed me over and hold my fifty dollars <laughs> hostage. I want it back. I want to get it back when I remember my damn code for the phone. Yeah. Okay, it's been yeah. eleven years, but oh, I have God. hope. <laughs> that I bet you that fifty dollars is now fifty five. Girl, get your money. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh thank you deja for your question here's another question from listener who wants to go by the name gertrude very bold of you gertrude we'll go with that so gertrude says i got to meet tiffany once at a mass women's conference not sure if she remembers but i took some photos of her while she was presenting and sent them to her hey tiff hey i do remember gertrude you remember gertrude <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't, well, I remember like, you know, the conference and I remember that there was someone who like, I always pick like my one a buddy in the audience. I'm like, oh, can you take pictures of me on stage and send it to me? So I remember that. Yep. Hey, Gertrude. Very clever outsourcing photography. <laughs> so here's Gertrude's question. Let's get to the, get to the business here. Gertrude says, my boyfriend and I are paying off a large amount of debt in the next two years. The episode where you had the couple on that paid a ton of debt really inspired us to get our butts into gear this year. Oh, that's a good one. Faith and Leo. I think we aired that last June. Go check it out. It's a great show. She says, we are planning on getting married and we want to get our finances together before we do. Here's what we need help deciding. 
His credit history is not that long. He opened a credit card three years ago, and his credit history in total is six years old. My boyfriend only has two credit cards in total, and his current utilization rate is 88%. We know, yikes. We are paying on all that credit card. We are paying on that credit card with all that debt as we speak, though. The problem is that his first credit card, which he doesn't use, charges him $8 a month, and it's a crappy card, not like a, a card where you get rewards. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but that's $96 a year for a credit card. Do you think he should close that card or will it hurt his credit credit score too much? I know you said not to worry too much about credit scores unless you're buying a home soon, but we found ourselves in situations recently like leasing a car where a credit score does matter. Mm. Gertrude girl. First of all, yay. Getting, getting boo together. That's what I did. You know, me and Mandra both did that with our booze ahead of time. Um, you know, you sometimes gotta, you know, build that husband. <laughs> but so for um, Superman, he too didn't have a long credit history. He too had a utilization that was like, I think his was like 90%. Um, and so sometimes you have to decide when are you going to take the L? You want to take it now, you want to take it later. Um, it's typically better to take it now, meaning pay off that card and get rid of it because, you know, you the thing is your credit score, you have to think about it as your GPA. It is an average of your financial um, financial choices as it relates to credit, but really, they really take um, into consideration really the last two years. You know, so if you're thinking you're going to get married in like two years, that means you have two years to rebuild whatever that drop in credit might be by losing that card. And then that's $96 times two years that you can pocket. So I would get rid of that card. It's not worth it to keep it because you're worried about length of credit history. Um, it's just not because, you know, 10 years from now, you don't want to, you know, that's like a thousand dollars for what, you know, versus like take the dip and, you know, do right by his credit and he will, he will bring those points back pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, it sounds 88% utilization is what I'm like bugging my eyes out about here. <laughs> um, no, I mean, 88%. I mean, that is, that'll really drag a score down. And if you're looking at like a, like you said, leasing a car, when you're doing things together as a couple, that's when you're his, you're, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link credit wise when you're looking at doing things together. So it's good that you're working on improving your credit together and definitely help him pay that down. Um, like Tiff said, yeah, that's a good tip. Let me know it's tough sometimes. It's hard. Like, you know, I feel like it's so crazy now, um, that so many, like I get so many more relationship questions now, whereas before I used to be like, I don't know. (laughs) know? (laughs) Um, so, but it's just great because now, I mean, I would give advice before from a space of like, I think this is the best, you know, way to go about it. And now I'm like, oh, I tried it. That does not work. Um, and this is what's working currently. But Superman and I are still navigating, you know, money and marriage and money and relationships. And there's some things that we're doing that's totally working well. Or if they were, and then a year later, it's like, yeah, not so much. Um, so we still, you know, it, it's a work in progress. And I just feel like you have to find the right mix for you about what works for you and your relationship. The hardest thing for us is when talking, when to talk about things. I'm, mm. I want to talk about, I can talk about it anytime in bed, in the car, eating dinner, whatever. And he's like, 
I, you know, you know, he's just more particular about when we talk about money. Um, and it's really hard when like you have, you feel like what you're saying, what you have to say is the most important thing ever. And the fact that they don't want to talk about it right now is like the rudest thing ever. Um, but we've had to work on like scheduling certain times to have okay. the discussion because he doesn't, he, he tends to feel ambushed and you know, I have a strong personality. So yeah, me too, me he's, too. Like, he's like, he's like, I literally just got home and you just pounced on me and you're like, but this and this and that, da, da, da. and what are yeah. we going to do when we retire? Blah, blah, blah. And I, like, today I was hounding him about estate planning with his parents. And he's like, can you just relax? Um, so you know, it's, it's hard because like, I'll look at like, like I was looking at the bills account the other day and I saw like, withdraw $20, withdraw $20, withdraw 30. I was like, so I added up, you know, in petty fashion. And I was like, <laughs> since, since January, you've withdrawn $200. What is happening? And because see, I'm the type, you know, when mm. it comes to my finance, like if I withdraw money from like our joint checking account for bills, I put a note. I'm like, ooh, for groceries, for gas. You know what I mean? Because like that's what that account is for. But he doesn't. And so he's like, oh, I think that was gas that day. Oh, I think I was. I'm like, you think or you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Whatever. you know, he definitely, he definitely, right? He definitely did the look and walk away, which is like, yikes, my bad. Because you're and being like, like the accountant all of a sudden. I was. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, babe. And he's like, no, you're right. Like, I could see looking. I mean, it wasn't like a ton. He's like, I could see looking at it being like, you know. It's, it's small increments, so it's not about the amount, but it's like, I want to know, like, what is it for? What is it for? And he was like, I'm going to do better by putting notes by things. He's like, the note thing is right there when it says transfer amount notes. So I'll put a note so that way we're all on the same page. And I was like, thank you. And I'm sorry for being a little pushy about it. He was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds exactly like what the conversation went like. Yeah, exactly. Sounds very accurate. <laughs> But, you know, I'm learning because I, too, can be a little pushy, especially when it comes to the money part, you know. And so, um, yeah, and I'm also very dramatic because I'm like, well, this is how it's going to be. $20 can be 200 then 2000 then $200,000. What are we going to do if you would drop two? He's like, what are you talking about? Oh. And then later I'm like, oh, it was a little, a little bit much. So I'm, I'm trying to learn how that I can bring something up and we could talk about it and it doesn't have to be the end of the world because $20 is not the end of the world. And likely he bought me lunch, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you. It could be the end of the world. I'm a bad, I would just instigate you. I'm like, but what if he spent $2,000 and what if it was, what? Yeah. I know. A, what if I'm you bought a, a car there. without my knowledge? I'm like, that's not happening. So, I mean, it, it's hard. Like I said, it's navigating that. It's, you know, you, you work on the tone, you work on timing, you work on approach. And so everyone's kind of different of how best it is to, to talk about something. So, yeah. yeah. Good luck yeah. to you, Gertrude. And thanks for the pictures. Thank you. And that was actually a good segue to another question that we have from, what is this lovely listener's name? Oh, want to be anonymous. So she has a tax question. I'm going to save that for next week's tax episode with our tax expert, Terry. Um, but her second question is she wants to know, how do how does each of us track our expenses? She's curious as to how we budget. So since we were just talking about that, um, I don't have, I probably should do a better job um, tracking my expenses because I feel like definitely when it comes to, I haven't updated my, here's my, here's my um, frustration with those tools like Mint and personal capital and stuff. It's like they have a, they don't categorize stuff the right way all the time. And I feel like it takes me so much work to go in and say, no, that wasn't a drugstore charge. It was a gift or no, that wasn't um, a healthcare charge. It was a utility bill. 
And what I want to know is I just want someone to tell me how much did we spend on food last month and how much did we spend, you know, at the drugstore and on gas. And I don't feel like these apps, they just take too much work to do, but that's kind of me just whining. I should still maybe take the time to go and look because I know our spending because the house loosened us up to spending in a way we haven't been loose in a while. And I have to like, like recently I've had to check ourselves. Like I should not be spending my entire paycheck. You know, that's not, I should be saving part of it. And I feel like we haven't, we've gotten out of that habit of um, reserve. Cause I used to live off 50% of my, my paycheck. um, And that was enough to pay for everything, you know, and then save the rest plus whatever um, my husband brought home. And that's not the case lately. And I'm trying to get us back on track in that way. No, I agree. So I'm going to call the listener Maria. Yes, Maria. And I agree, Mandy, that something about a house, because you and I, I think are very similar and that we're like a little bit on the tight side, but there's nothing wrong with that. But like that house will have you wide open, like drop <laughs> yeah. down and get your ear gone, right? You're like, woo Because <laughs> we have been resisting so long that we are like just a kid in a candy store. Like, Oh my goodness. You know? I mean... I'm making decisions and I'm like, oh my God, who are you, Tiffany? Yeah. Where is my frugal friend? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't, I don't say I don't use any of those apps. So when I, when money was tight, like when I was teaching preschool and I wasn't making, you know, like a bunch of money, um, I was very particular, meaning like I had, I had an actual spreadsheet that I would like look at every two weeks and I would set aside, you know, this amount for groceries, this amount for going out, this amount for hair. So it was really clear, but I used just an Excel spreadsheet. And now that I'm doing better, I am less constrained in that I don't um, particularly like, um, I live more by percentages. So I save, I would say probably because we live off of mostly Superman's um, income. And then I give my parents uh, money every month. So that doesn't come from our joint income that comes from mine. So I venture to say I say probably upwards of 80 to 90% of what I make because we live off his income and then we save and invest mine. But still from that money, I still take aside, take out money, you know, to send to my parents. And then I have like allowance that I give myself. So the percentage that I set aside for myself, um, I live off the percentages versus like, okay, this amount for groceries, this amount, it's, it's almost like, here's your lump sum, Tiffany, make it work for the month. You know, and so that's typically how I live now. I'm not as um, I'm not as detailed because I'm like, okay, this is you know, I might give myself like to be all the way transparent. I mean, Superman and I li- like aside from the um, renovation, we live fairly simply. Um, I, I want to say our whole like the way we live now, we don't have a car, we have two cars, but we don't have any car. No, our our um apartment is super cheap because he's a super, so we we're, we we live where he works, so we pay nine sixty a month in rent for a two bed and one and a half bath. Um, and then like, I don't know, our other bills are really, really low. So we we're under, I want to say under 3,500 bucks a month. And we're probably we're closer to really $3,000 a month for our total like life, you know, like including, um, uh, groceries and stuff like that. So as a result, you know, I'm, I don't really have to nickel and diamond. I'm like, all right, boom. I just know Superman is going to transfer his $3,000 or 1500 every paycheck. And, you know, we'll give ourselves our, our, our allowances and we'll make that work. And so, I say it depends on where you are financially, but for me, an Excel spreadsheet, and now it's just a percentage that I give myself, and it's like, well, when this money is done, Tiffany, so are you. Hmm. I need to see that spreadsheet. Let me let me see that spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, the numbers like, with fake ones. What? <laughs> that's the, that's what it separates the real from the fake. What, Mandy? I used to be. What I I would make any 
any accountant proud. I before the spreadsheet, I had a notebook. I, I was such my father's daughter because my dad is um is retired now, but he was an accountant and he was using he still uses a yellow ledger no- notebook. And like with the lines, like I, that's how I used to do my budget. I was very particular. Um, and then my sister was like, so it's the 2000s. Computers are, exist. There's something called Excel. I want you to try it. And so I did. <laughs> so I switched to Excel. Um, and so I still see remnants of it, but I have not used, um, like I said, it, it's probably been about three years since I've lived on that tight, tight kind of like budget like that. I'm just more so here's your lump sum, Tiffany, make it work. Well, I'm about to get back on it because I really do feel like I just don't, it just, I'm, it just doesn't make me feel good the way that we're spending money sometimes. Like I just, and it, it's a blessing to like, we should, I just feel like, why aren't we worrying? We should be worrying more. And he's always like, <laughs> why are you worried? I'm like, because you know, we need to be, we need to start. I, I see the, I see the territory we're in now and we've spent this much on the house and I'm like, we need to be in a rebuilding phase. And in order to rebuild, we have to cut back. We can't keep, we're living as if we're still spending this much money on the house and yet we're not. It's just, it's just, you know, we're spending it on things like groceries and eating out and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Um, and maybe the house plants that I buy on Amazon. Amazon is like killing me. Um, I buy so much stuff on there, but anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to get back on the budget. I like the idea of setting up like a percentage of how much you're going to be spending. And I'm going to like take an hour and do the mint.com thing because I really want the ugly, the ugly truth of how much yes. we've been spending in each category lately. Cause I think it's going to hurt. <laughs> and it's good to see that. I'm not going to, you know, like I have, like I said, I'm like, Oh, at this point I'm like, honestly, like I'm still, when it comes to our day-to-day life, I'm still such a tight wad. It's really just the housewife that I'm like, Oh, yeah. it's like Sasha fierce, you know, is um doing the house. And then Beyonce is doing the, um, it's like your evil like, twin. Yes. What? Like, and, and it's so crazy because many, like, I will sweat like, what? Um, You overcharged me by $2 and I drove back to get it. But when it comes to the house, it's like, oh, $1,000, here you go. Yeah. Like, Who am I? Now it's time to booster breaker, booster breaker, booster break. What you finna do, Mandra? I mean, it's like you saw when I had my house, everything was tied to my house. So now that I have a dog, just get ready for like everything. <laughs> oh my. All dog, all the time. I'm already an expert in their bowel <laughs> movements and their in different breeds and their behavioral patterns. But the first thing we did after we got this dog, because we were not prepared, um, and I, anyone who's thinking of getting a dog, listen, do not get do what I do and go to the adoption event, get the dog. And then look, on the way home, we were like, oh, shit, we don't have anything. So we had to go directly to the pet store. And they were super nice there and everything seemed reasonably priced. And we somehow walked out of there with just the bare essentials and we spent $396, $396. And I was like, say what? Plus the adoption fee was $450. So I almost spent a thousand dollars in one day on this damn dog. I mean, I love her. Oh, Molly, girl, you pricey. I know. I know. know. 
Um, but she's potty trained. So I think the money was worth it. But anyway, here's what I did. So the next day I had buyer's remorse and I ended up going on Amazon for the things that we purchased, like the crate and the, the bedding for the crate and even the collar that we bought. I found everything. Like, I can't even tell you the crate was $119 in the store and it was like $50 max on Amazon. The bed that we bought, like the thing that the dog sleeps in and gets poop on and like whatever else was um, $80 in the store. Not even kidding you. It was, I got one on Amazon for $25. Mm. That's a lot of money difference. Yeah. So we returned most of what we got, the big stuff that we got back to the store and kept, you know, like the little things like toys and dog food and stuff. And I was like, never again, will they catch me like that? Never again. (laughs) So I probably ended up getting back like, you know, a couple hundred dollars just from that. So I learned my lesson. Don't do what I did be prepared. And if not Amazon, just at least shop around to compare prices before you let your emotions take you out of control with your, with your little puppy. Oh, well, Molly seems like she's totally worth it. And um, yeah, she's going to eat up all them coins, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It'll be good practice for a kid when they just suck you dry, right? I Yeah, exactly. Um, So I had a boost yesterday was really awesome. Um, it's rare that like something happens and I'm like, uh, cause you know, I'm a little chatty at a loss for words. So, um, so you guys know, I, I helped to write this bill that was then signed into law with a friend of mine, Angela V. McKnight. She's an assemblywoman in, um, Jersey city. So a few weeks ago she was like, Hey, what are you doing on the 25th? I was like, I don't know. She's like, I want to honor you for your work as a budgetista and um, as an entrepreneur in the state of New Jersey. And I said, okay. She was like, you know, it's going to be in Trenton. I was like, oh, Trenton. That's like an hour and so drive from Newark. Um, And something said, this is the kind of thing you should invite your parents to. Because I really didn't have any intention of, like, I thought I was just going to go, you know, get my little paper and come home. No, it ended up being this big deal. So you know how, like, you watch, like, the Senate proceedings, whatever, like, on TV? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so the state of New Jersey, um, I guess, I don't know if every state has kind of like this, um, assembly floor, but it was so beautiful and historic and gorgeous. So at the state house, so Trenton is the, the capital of New Jersey. I'm pretty sure. Um, history. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to need you to know this capital is, of your own state. It is. It is. <laughs> so at the state house, um, because it was Black History Month, the um, the the Black Caucus, um, she had, it's the Black Legislative Caucus of New Jersey. Um, she, they honored me right there on the assembly floor. And the assembly floor looks like when you watch on TV and they're like, you know, Madam Speaker. So it looks so fancy. Um, and so my parents came, they got to come on the floor with me as they talked about all the good works I've done as the budgetista and as an entrepreneur. And I got to speak to the whole assembly, but they were, you know, during the assembly, you know, they vote on things. This is where laws are written and created and shot down. And it it was just, it, it just felt the magnitude of that day was just bigger than I could um, really just even articulate or even just feel. And so to have my parents there with me, it was awesome. Um, And so the pictures look amazing just because the place is so beautiful and historic. So you can like look at my um, IG, um, the budget Nista for some of the pictures. And it was just honestly a really awesome day. And it was just so nice to share with my parents because to be all the way honest, I was a little bit of a handful as a kid up until college. <laughs> and so my parents, um, you know, they went through a lot trying to <laughs> wrangle Tiffany 
And so this is for all the handfuls and that the things that sometimes make you a handful are also what makes you awesome. Um, and that, you know, just, you know, lean into your what makes you different um, and, you know, maximize it to to make the best life for yourself. And it's just, you know, it was crazy because I, I brought my videographer, uh, Jermaine, and I said, you know, something said, you know, bring him. And I'm so glad because I saw Jermaine asking my dad in the corner on video you know, what do you think about today? He's like, you know, I'm so proud of Tiffany. And if you have immigrant parents, the word proud doesn't come out of their mouth very often. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so proud of Tiffany. And oh, he said something that like, made me want to cry. He was like, um, you know, I have high expectations for all my children, Tiffany included. Um, but to be honest, Tiffany has, um, she has, um, she has exceeded any expectation I could have ever even like imagined for her. And my dad has, it's not one, he's not a mushy dad. He's not a, you get a participation award dad. He's a, Oh, you got a 96. Where's the other four points? Don't get geeked. Like that's my dad. You know, like he is never satisfied. He always thinks you could do better. He always says you could be better. He's always pushing you to the next level. So for him to say that I've exceeded expectations, it's not because his expectations are low. I mean, it, he has the highest expectations that I've, you know, even more so than for myself. And so that was just a magical moment. And so that is my Brown boost. It was just a magical moment. I want to just thank Angela. She's such an awesome, amazing woman. This is a woman who's had hundreds of laws already passed. She's only been in office, I think since 2011. There are legislators that have not gotten one law passed. This woman has had hundreds. Um, and, um, she's always bringing me in, um, and, and just highlighting me whenever possible. And, you know, the black caucus, it was, like I said, black history month. So it was not just me that, um, got the resolution. So that's what they honored me with. It's called a resolution. It's like an official citation that then gets filed away and like official document status at the state house and all that stuff. And they give you like a, um, in a picture frame for you to take home. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank the state of New Jersey. This is, it's just an awesome honor and not one that I take lightly. Um, you know, I work really hard, sometimes too hard if you ask me truthfully, but no, it's because whenever I turn around, there's someone who is needing help and I'm like, okay, how can I fit this into my schedule? (laughs) Um, so yeah, it just, yesterday was just really an awesome, awesome, awesome time. It's nice to be appreciated. It is, honestly. Just to take a step back and appreciate yourself and, like, all the work that you've done. So that's awesome. The pictures, I can't wait. I want to see some of the pictures that um, that Jermaine took. Or did he just take video? Whatever. I want no, to see he all did of a, them. He did, he did a, a bunch. Like, uh, so I, I posted some of them, like, especially the ones with my parents. This is one picture that's my favorite where, like, my mom is taking a picture of me. I look like for something, like, I'm in third grade because you see – like the back of my parents' head, my dad is looking on and my mom is taking a picture of me with her phone and I'm standing in the middle holding my award. Yeah. So it looks- <laughs> <laughs> well, they should give out awards to adults because you know why? Like, why should we stop at the college diploma or the high school diploma? <laughs> like, they, we need to just all take a step back and recognize each other. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and that's so like, nice. That was- Right. I was like, oh, look at my parent. When I saw that picture, it's such a parent picture. Like, oh, look at my baby. You could just tell they were like, look at my baby. You know, do your parents still have like my dad's literally has a wall, like a shrine. And it's like Mandy Woodruff, eighth grade algebra, honor roll. Um, Andy Woodruff, fifth grade, perfect attendance. Like, <laughs> like you keep he, they keep all those little awards and things over yes. the years. They do. And I mean, you know, you don't think, you know, I don't care how grown you are. You know, you tell yourself, I don't care. Because I know I've definitely told myself that when my parents weren't particularly proud of what I was doing. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm grown. I, choose. I do what I want. I do what I want. But, 
there's nothing like having parental approval and for them to be proud of you. It was just like, like I said, like I, I, my parents are not touchy feely. Oh, baby, baby, baby. You know, that's not them. So for them to say, I am proud of you. It means everything because it's not, it's not a word that I have heard often in my, in my career. And even just now as an adult, you know, they really reserve that from when they really are proud of me. Well, you deserve it. I'm proud of you too. Not that it matters as much, but it does. Well, not as much, but I definitely, definitely does matter. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. I don't call you the queen of Jersey for nothing. Watch out, <laughs> Jersey queen. Okay. They need a new queen since Whitney's been gone. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like Queen Latifah honestly is a queen. I'll be your princess. Okay, fine, fair enough. But you know, just to close, you know, Queen Latifah is it's a seventeen million no fourteen million dollar. Um, she's building um homes or or like um a housing complex or something like that, apartments. I think it's $14 million. Um, and I'm just excited to see like what happens with it. You know, I heard that. Yeah. That's amazing. It's yeah. nice to see people give back to that community. Yeah. Because people who aren't Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dope. All right. Well, another show, another week gone. We'll see you guys next week with our tax episode. Send us your questions. Brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Any questions about your tax? We'll try and get to you on the show. And what's our expert name again? My name is Terry Chantel. Um, so you can do your Googles if you want to, but she's amazing. You're going to love her. Awesome. I cannot wait. I have my own list of questions, so get ready. I get first, <laughs> I like, get first actually, dibs. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly, because I'm going to get my taxes all the way together with Terry. <laughs>